Welcome back to the Core Life Podcast. My name is Oscar Magana, and this is Season 3, Episode 4, Overcoming Adversity and the Retail Life. Uh, with me is one of my bosses, actually, from plenty of jobs <laughs> that I have. I have three jobs, and he's one of them. Uh, Darian Lewis. Darian. Hey, hey, thank you for having me on, sir. This is this is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I know you uh, You started a podcast recently. Yes. The yes, yes. Positive yes. Uh, podcast. You are also a store manager in, in the Outlet Mall, and, and you're also an improv comedian. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I started at uh, Second City about a year and a half, roughly, yeah. ago. Um, went through all the improv there, and uh, it was kind of like, what do you do from there? Because some people like venture off into stand-up and... That's not really my thing. I got friends that do stand up, so I kind of like let them have their own lane. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like do more sketch shows and acting now and improvising. So that's pretty cool. And then um, we recently started a podcast called Be Positive. It's just kind of highlighting uh, comedians around the Chicago area. Well, I won't say just comedians because there'll be different entertainers. It's it'll be improvisers like people just around Chicago. So uh, people that make. Chicago, like, go around and, like, big influence in Chicago. Like, the underground and, like, yeah, people are yeah. coming up and shit. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, this episode is mainly about just retail and, and overcoming adversity as a, as a minority man. Um, and also about fatherhood um, between, as a, as a millennial, um, raising the next generation and stuff like that. Um, and one thing that... I I enjoy about you, Darian, is that like your leadership is just like every time I, I I talk to you, you're always like have something I have something good to learn from you, and I feel like my podcast listeners can you know pick your brain out and and see where they can grow from here. Um, but again, again, guys, thank you again for listening. Uh, these past three episodes have been amazing. Uh, the listening ship has been going up. Uh, the our podcast. Uh, Instagram and Twitter have been booming. Uh, so I want to thank you guys. Again, follow us at TQLPod and all social medias. If you're listening on Apple uh, Podcasts, go rate us. Five stars, please. Uh, anything else, um, I'm, I'm, it's, on, it's on site. Uh, so further ado, let's get this started. So I started my retail uh, career two years ago. I worked at a small... Actually, no, no, no. I worked retail uh, as a seasonal four years ago at Macy's mm-hmm. um, at the uh, mall on 59. Okay. Between so Fox Valley? Fox Valley, Fox Valley yeah. yeah. Um, I worked at Macy's for like about a month and a half. And my favorite moment of that place is when there was a huge teenage brawl that happened in the middle in the food oh, court. Oh, you were there for that? I was, at, I was working at Macy's. Yeah, that was like when the mall, like, it started closing and stuff. Like, they applied these rules now. Like, you can't be in there after, like, a certain time without, like, if you're not a certain a parent, age and all that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I was there. Crazy. Yeah, I was there because <laughs> I remember I was selling chocolates. Um, Macy's sells a lot of chocolates in, in, the, in, the, in the holiday season. And I, all I hear is, like, screaming. And, like, you hear, like, you know, gunshots. But there were actually just metal chairs just being thrown because there was, like, kids being... <laughs> throwing chairs and and white late yeah. white you know suburban moms were just running because they thought it was gunshots and i remember like my manager was like close the door close the door and like they they, they shut the the gates from like where macy starts and the mall like starts yeah, yeah and we were hiding in the in the basement part of macy's which is like the where they sell like mattresses and like uh-huh. stuff like that and we were there for like an hour and a half and i remember my phone died um, oh, your fault! I couldn't imagine like slinging chocolate, dude, and then thinking that it was gunshots, and then your phone dying, dude. Like you, I think I, I think I was twenty, I think I was twenty or nineteen years old when that that, that happened. Um, and then ever since then, I was just, I don't like going to Fox Valley Mall just because like I feel like people look at me, it's just like stare at me, and then people are just waiting for the next like fighting thing to happen because I I mean. Like I guess it was like an organized teenage brawl. Like it was like a Facebook page, like like event. Oh, like, I didn't know that. Like meet up. Oh, at Fox meet up Valley, the Les box. And let's just box it out. <laughs> and people on, from man. like Bolingbrook, Warrenville, Joliet, Aurora just met up and fought. And like kids got arrested, and and the SWAT team came because obviously people were saying shoot, a shooting yeah. situation. But that was my first experience in kids, the retail. Kids life. are crazy, man. 
kid kids are crazy. Uh, uh. <laughs> and then I moved into uh, the outlet mall here in Aurora, and I started working at, at Center for All Mankind, which is a jean store, small jean store, uh, small crew. I worked there for a year, met a lot of great people. I, I met my roommate there, Tim. Um, he was in earlier episodes. And from there, I went to coach, and that's where I'm at. That's where mm-hmm. I met you. That's where I met you know, Tori, who was in the first um the first episode this season, Hector, who's been a, a recurring guest, Anwar, who was a recurring guest, JP. Like I basically interview everyone there. <laughs> um, and you're up next. You're, yeah, you're here. Yeah, we're um, here, man. And I feel like something what I learned about retail is that like we all do retail, but we all have a side hustle. Yeah. You know, yeah. my mine is just I, I work construction. I, I work in the food business. I do podcasting. I'm sorry. I'm trying to start a clothing brand stuff like that. Like I, everyone does things. And and but you, you do comedy. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's probably something I never would have thought I'd like step into. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, that all came about around almost two years ago, roughly. About yeah, about a year and a half ago, roughly, because my son was gonna be born, and um, man, at the time I was with his mom still, and that was like a lot of stress. Like you know when you have to run a store, and then. You go home and you got to deal with a pregnant woman and not to and if anybody's listening that's pregnant you guys aren't a handful it's just a lot of stress on the dad as well not you know i know it's a lot of stress on the moms but it's a lot of stress on the dad as well because you want to make sure everything's all right you want to make sure she's comfortable you know so on and so forth um and man i was like man i'm gonna go crazy i'm gonna go nuts and uh mark you may not know this but mark who is one of the other managers at the store um with us he um I, I went up to him and I was like, man, dude, like my boy keep telling me to go to Second City. And um, before that, I had went to College of DuPage for filming video. So I'm kind of familiar with like just entertaining and being creative and things like that. And uh, I was like, man, I, I want to go to Second City. You know, you want to come with me? And Mark was like, yeah, like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, we, we went through the improv, man. And both of us actually graduated. We both finished and Mark went and started doing stand up. So um, I just kept going like the acting side and everything, mm-hmm. but it was, it was mainly literally just to have an outlet, man. And I would go like once a week for a few hours and nothing. Once I got in that room, I turned my phone off until we went to break, break for 15 minutes. And then, um, I picked up my, I turned back off my phone and I was just in a different world, man. And it made, I don't know if that was a really stressful time just in life and not because it was problems, but just a lot going on. And I don't think I would have made it like without improv. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Because it was just an outlet, a way for me to like escape what was going on and just like be free and be me for those little three hours once a week. And it was real cool, man. And I just, I was pretty good at it and yeah, and things just started happening. And like, it's crazy because I've never been on an audition and I've been in, a bunch of shows that people will usually have to audition for. Um, and I've never been in an audition. It's all been like just word of mouth and just people that know me, like telling other people about me and then them meet, me meeting them and then so on and so forth. And somebody coming to a show or seeing me at a show and then being like, hey, like, do you do this or whatever? And then um, I hosted um, for the first time a few weeks, uh, a couple weeks back. And that was cool. So. And I just met, I've met a lot of people, man. And one of my boys, he does stand up and he's pretty, like, he's well, well known, like in Chicago, um, pretty well known, like he's up and coming and uh, he produces his own show. So he like brings me on on a lot of things and stuff like that. So it's been really cool. Do you, um, the way you like, I know I, you know, I'm not a comedian, but I love watching comedy. I love watching, um, Seinfeld has this thing called uh comedian, comedians and coffee. Yeah. yeah yep, that definitely. one. Um, and he was talking to Chris Rock, I think. And he, I remember him saying is that comedy is the only place where you can control the way people feel. Yeah. You know, you obviously yeah. can make them laugh. You can make them cry. You can make them, you can have a moment with like just, you know, it can be five people in the crowd. It can be like, you know, a stadium. And, and, mm-hmm. and you'll, you'll share that feeling. But I feel like in retail... <laughs> um, when you're when you're working there, you you have to have this face of like, oh yes sir, or, or you know whatever you need, ma'am. And if that person is not having a good day, they'll throw you whatever they have, and it will just ruin your day. And so it's like retail's the opposite. Where like, it's the it's, it's the it's the audience, it's it's the it's the customer who affects 
how you feel. Yeah. It's not the opposite way. Yeah. And sometimes if if you're having, if you're if you're good at your job, you can change the customers like you know mood and 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 make them feel better or make them feel appreciated or, or flip their day or whatever. And I feel like do do you use your like your comedy? Do you use your, your like what you learn at, at Second City? Oh, I I definitely like. I definitely have a certain amount of charm that mm-hmm. I can turn on and off if I need to. Um, and that does come with, you know, just being able that to entertain people. That comes with entertaining people. Like, you kind of know what, kind of can read a person and kind of know, like, what you can say or what you can't say to, like, tug on that little, like, whether it be a funny bone or, like, a, oh, oh, okay. Like, you know, kind of warm them up. Um, so I do play to that a lot. It's it's usually, uh, a lot of times it's people of my own color, definitely. Uh, I'm black, ladies and gentlemen, just in case you didn't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I definitely play off that for sure. And it always warms them up. Like, I, to be honest with you, man, I've been doing resale since I was 17 years old. So that's a long time. So what, what, what's, what's the first thing you started working at? Uh, I, my very, very first job was at McDonald's. Okay? okay, and that that always is like a I always say restaurants are a form of retail kind of because customer you get service. customer service and you're dealing with like a customer in that aspect. Um, if we talking about big box store, my first retail retail job was Best Buy, mm-hmm. um, and but I don't think I would have been as good as at what I did at Best Buy if I had not worked at McDonald's. I think working working at McDonald's and working in the fast food industry allowed me to observe people and kind of read body language a lot better. Because you at, at McDonald's, you're not selling anything. You know what I mean? Like, if you're in a drafter, you're literally just spitting out words. And you can kind of see, like, a person's facial expression. Or if you're at the front um, taking an order, you can see a person's facial expression. Or um, if you get somebody's order wrong, like, every body language just change. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so, working at Best Buy, I was able to take that. And they were like, man, have you, like, do you know anything about TVs? I'm like... Man, I can hook up a DVD player. You know what I mean? <laughs> and the, the dude, this was the time when we still had tube TVs. You know what I mean? We had things were just converting over to HD. So like there was like little boxes that you put on uh, on television and still had analog TVs. Like I'm I'm talking about, I'm, I'm lugging 32 inch TVs yeah, down from CRTs. Yeah, CRTs. Like and just regular TVs in general. Like those were going. We still had antennas in the you know store. What, dude. You know what's funny? I just me and, and Danielle were watching the first Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. and the whole point of the movie is that they're they're stealing uh, semi trucks full of TV Panasonic TVs. Yeah. With DVD and VCR sure, connected, yeah. and, I, and, and that movie came out two thousand one, and people were like, "Oh, like they're stealing all this like like thousand dollars." Like, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. now you can find that at Goodwill for like ten bucks, dude. You know, it's crazy, man. It's crazy how like the world has changed and like so fast. That makes me feel a little old because it's like, man, I was back when TVs had DVDs and v- I, I was around when VH te- VHS tapes was around. Like I was yeah. a kid watching VHS tapes. I'll never forget, but that's, I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, as we digress, <laughs> you go back into retail, man. And it's like, I had a lot of patience when I was younger, mm-hmm. a lot. Like you could give me an angry customer and I, I knew I can turn them around any given time. Now that I'm older, it's a little bit different. <laughs> um, I think as you grow up and you mature and you start to, when you see another adult acting a certain way, you're kind of like, come on, man. Like, why you have to be like this? As opposed to a 17-year-old kid, like, seeing an angry adult, you're like, oh, my parents get angry all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now you're on the same level as them, and you're like, come on, man. Like, I just told you. All I said was no. Like, we can't do that. And mm-hmm. now you're upset. Like, it's like dealing with children all over again. Uh, I, I, as far as, like, letting people affect my attitude, like, I do. I won't say that I don't. Um because people can sometimes irritate me. And that's, but at the end of the day, man, people are people. You know what I mean? And that's my mom, my sister, like whoever they are. People going to get irritated. People going to get upset. So why let it affect you? Because every, it's going to happen to everybody. You know what I mean? So you just got to have that mindset. Like nine times out of ten, I'll never see this person again. You know, well, maybe seven times out of ten because we got a high local customer. But I'll probably never see this person again. If I can fix their problem, I'll do everything that I can to fix the problem. If I can't, then I just can't. It's not personal. You know what I mean? So people yell at you and things. It's just because they can't get their way or can't get exactly what they feel like they should. Um, but it's up to you not to take it personal. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, yeah. Was the, when was the first time 
you were like in a manager position and how did I like feel like I know that a lot of people uh, that are promoted to be managers sometimes deal with because you know you you sometimes you work there for a while and you become friends with like associates and you're the one that gets promoted so now not only are you their friends but you're their boss and sometimes they won't take you as seriously or if you're too serious they'll like start not being your friend and, and it's, it's it's a double-edged sword like yeah do you remember a time when that happened to you or like the first time that happened to you oh yeah i i um i and i tell anybody that's like a younger manager that's coming up mm-hmm. like it has to deal with that um like if i i do a lot of promoting within the store for sure because i i just believe in like you know you take care of your home your home your home store and you, your homegrown people, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you try to develop those people and help them see their full potential. Um, I was 19 when I became a supervisor of the home theater department in Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was one of, I was the second youngest in the region and one of like the youngest five in the company or something like that. Um and something that they told me, but I was really, I was young. I was young for what I was doing. Um, and I didn't even want the position, if you want me to be honest. Like, it had came about and I was like, oh man, like this person's interviewing for it, this person's interviewing for it. And I'm talking like the people I was interviewing for were people I looked up to. And uh, I remember we had an admin. Uh, Cheryl was like, man, 40, 40 something years old already. And I looked up to her. I loved her to death. I was like, oh, man, she'll be able to do it. Then we had this older guy named Kurt. He was like maybe 50-something. And he was a jackass, though. Uh, and <laughs> I was like, I hope he don't get it. And there was a couple other people that had been at Best Buy, like, at least six years, dude. So there was no way in hell that I was thought I would get it. Um, I just worked hard. And I just like working. Like, that was just my main thing. Like, dude, minimum wage was six twenty five back then. And I made like, at this point in time, right before I was going to get promoted, I probably made like $13, which Mm -hmm. was like huge. Like, that's a big deal. You're talking about gas was like 120. Like, you know what I mean? So that was a big deal. And so I was just satisfied with that. I'm 19 years old, man. You know what I mean? I'm I'm balling out. I got a girlfriend. You know what I mean? I'm good. You know, I don't need nothing. Yeah, yeah, I'm straight, man. I don't need none of that. I don't need no responsibility. But I just worked hard. And I was a, I was a people person, just like I am now. I was a people person. Um, I'll never forget my boss just came up to me and he was like, Darian, I'm like, what's up? He's like, come, uh, come to car file with me. And you know, where they like put the speakers in the cars and everything. We went to the garage and went out back and, uh, he never forget. He lit up a cigarette. He's like, what do you want? Like, you know, with, with, with this, what do you want? Yeah. I was like, man, Brian, I just, I'm just here, man. Like, I just like making money. I like talking to people. Like my friends are here. Like, you know what I mean? I had made a lot of friends and he was like, you don't want more for yourself? And I was like, yeah, I mean, one day. I mean, yeah, I could see, like, more for myself one day. I was like, you know. He's like, people look up to you, man. And I was like, well, you know, I, I just try to I just try to lead by example. That's exactly what I told him. He said, what you think about the home theater, like, position? I was like, man, I think Cheryl should get it. So I told him. He's like, have you applied? I was like, nah. And he was like, you should. I was like, Brian, for what? <laughs> He's like, you should apply. I was like, Brian. Why would I apply for something I'm not going to get, dude? Like, I don't want to do that. And he was like, Darian, apply. <laughs> you're just you're just talking. And, I'm, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I was like, all right, boss, whatever you say, man. I applied, dude. And he was like secretly letting me know you're going to get it. Yeah. But you just got to apply. And I applied and I got it. And um, people took it well because I, I was nice to people and I was a good person people person you know what i mean um there was some people uh the guy kurt that said was a jackass he tried to try me a couple of times because he's like oh it's a young punk like he got it blah, blah, blah. uh but i just kept it look man listen you don't have to like what happened or like that i got promoted but you do gotta work and i'm not gonna treat you or disrespect you in any type of way i'm gonna look out for you i'm gonna make sure i got your back because we're a team uh all you gotta do is work just work. And it's the same philosophy that I got right now, man. Like, I got your back through and through. Like, I'll do whatever for anybody. Like, and that's personal and professionally. Like, if you need me, I am here for you 100%. I just ask you to work. That's it. Mm-hmm. I just ask you to work. And I tell people all the time, you give 100%, I'll give 110. 
I got you. Mm-hmm. But you just got to work. Mm-hmm. And he, he respected that. And so, as you know, that has to be exhausting, though. That has to be like hundred percent, and then you're you're giving hundred ten percent. That has to be exhausting. And and I was I was having a conversation with my dad. My dad's been working uh, concrete for twenty plus years, and and you know, physically his, his body is like deteriorating because you know so much physical work. But my dad was like, I can I can't see myself working retail like you do because mentally I I just can't do it. You know I can't deal with people's emotions because you know concrete you know. It's just putting down concrete, your back hurts, your your, your muscle hurts. And then day, you come back, you rest up, you're fine the next day. Yeah. Mentally, you're, you're fine. Yeah, that concrete not yelling at you? It ain't yeah. crying? You know, it ain't <laughs> crying. Like it's, it's not coming late. It's, uh-huh. not, it's not, you know, uh-huh. not wanting more from you. But in retail, the met, it, it, it usually not physically um, demanding. Um, I work stocks, so it's a little bit more physical demanding about to move things or stuff like that. But as a seller, as a as a cash, especially cashiers, God bless those people. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> I feel like I feel worse for the cashiers because if the sellers mess up, that's that's whatever. But then they get yelled at. Yeah. And they're the ones that have to fix it. And they're the ones, and so it's like constantly yelling, constantly people getting like attitudes. It's physically draining. Um. From a manager manager's perspective, like, how do you keep that? positive attitude going or how you don't even have to say positive attitude just be that leader you know well it's it's draining yeah it is and believe it or not like not not a lot of well not a lot of y'all know this but some of y'all know this that that's my first first store where we are now that's my first store and uh i've always been like i would come before i got there i was always like the person that was like right underneath the store manager you know mm-hmm. how you got the store manager and everybody's like man the store manager don't do nothing but then it's that one manager that you like man i can go to that manager for anything and that's the person that always make it happen it's all it's like that in every building right mm-hmm. uh and that was always me and when i got promoted that team like they they stuck with me man and they they were they were rooting for me they did everything that they could to help me get the job mm-hmm. Um, and they told me, because I just got an acting role, like, over the holiday, the holiday that our former boss had left. And they were like, man, you're going to get it. We're going to make sure that you get it. They're not going to bring nobody from the outside. We're going to do everything possible. And that was one of the times where I only had to give 100% because everybody was pushing 110, 120. Um, and after that, I got it. And I probably didn't realize like what I was getting myself into because now things change because before I was willing to like take on all of this because I didn't have a lot of responsibility. I was willing to take on everybody's load, your attitude, like, you know, whatever was going on with your life. Now I have this added responsibility. I have to, I'm really worrying about numbers or focusing on numbers, trying to make sure we we get where we are. I'm also still focusing on people development. Now I have to develop my fellow peers now, who people who are my peers at one point. And I have to deal with whatever added, whatever is from the outside of the building. It's draining. It's mm. mentally draining. And some, it was some days where I'm like, man, why did I even get myself into this? Yeah. Because I we got a building of... We got 50-some-odd people in the building. Yeah. So just think about me, and I have to worry about 50 some odd people you know what i mean like i have to worry about if they're functioning right i have to worry about if somebody's uh, can we curse on you yeah can we curse okay oh, yeah. all right i'll just make sure i, I, think, I think that's the most <laughs> asked question. i was like can we curse that's the most asked question on this podcast is like i'm i and I, we're not family friendly it's like <laughs> i'm just saying man this this is a nice mood the lighting's right and I don't feel like I should be cursing. It's really comfortable right now. Nah, you can, so like, you can say I feel like in my grandma house. Yeah. You know? I feel like I'm in my grandma house. I'm that comfortable, you know? Uh, but I have to worry about somebody fucking up or coming to late work. And then, like, so many times somebody get ridden up for something. And then I'm like, now I got to worry about if I'm going to have to fire somebody. But I like them. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But And it's like, oh, they, they work good. But they got this one thing that they keep fucking up on. And it's like, how do you, like... Where do you decipher that? Because then you think like, oh man, I don't want people to take advantage of me. I don't want people to think I'm a pushover. But then I don't want to like affect somebody's life like that. You know what I mean? So there's a fine line that you have to draw, man. But I think 
what I do and try to do, I come in the building and I try to my best to leave everything outside of that building at the door. Mm-hmm. And when I leave, I try to leave everything that happens in the building at the door. Mm-hmm. I try my best. Um, and that like helps me like kind of decompress. I didn't used to take lunches outside of the store. Um, I do now. I, you I, I, yeah, I'll leave the store because I need a, like you need a mental break, you know. Um, I and I think another thing, man, is you just have to see the good in people and just keep believing that no matter what's going on, because sometimes a person's personal life can affect how they're working, mm-hmm. and that's why it's important for you to know your people too, mm-hmm. because let's just say for you, let's say you and um, your girl like get into it, you know what I mean, and y'all separating and everything, and it's like. That's going to affect you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's going to affect your your attitude. It's going to affect your demeanor. And it's like, if I know that and you're constantly late because of these problems and whatever it may be, I'm going to have a heart because I know that this isn't the Oscar that I'm used to. You know what I mean? This Oscar is, is not, it's just a shell of himself. He's just trying to get through something. Like, so why would I take that out on you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but that's getting to know your people. You, if there's people out here, other store managers and other places, man, they don't care about their people. Mm-hmm. And that's the downfall. Um, I, I like to believe that's why I build and runs as efficiently as it does. And we're, we're successful at what we do because we have a good people manager understanding of one another. My, that building's tight knit, man. We're family. And I, I love that about them, those guys. Um, I go to war for any, any one of them. Um, but they, they're willing to like, when they're going through things or if they mess up, they're willing to look at themselves. And I think that's part of what helps it too, that people, I have people that are self-accountable. They're willing to look in the mirror and say, man, I fucked up, you know, Mm. I can do better or I will do better. Um, and that's all I really ask of people, man. Like, just don't sell yourself short. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't, don't sell yourself short and don't disappoint me. That's Mm -hmm. it. So, um, What's the, like, funniest, best moment you've ever had in retail? I don't know, man. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's probably easier. What's the worst thing that, you know? The worst thing that's happened to me? Yeah. Um, I almost fought this dude one time. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was, it was, it, my worst experiences in retail is always because I'm protecting somebody else. Yeah. Always. You have to. Um, I worked at Puma once, once upon a time, right? And it was one day when the mall had closed early because it was the winter time and it was freezing temperatures outside. This was a few years, uh, like, man, five, six years back, maybe something like that. And uh, we were closing at, I want to say five or six. All right. And it was we had sent everybody home. It was me and the other assistant manager. And we were just chilling, you know, and I was like, all right, I'm going I'm to clean it up. So I'm going to sweep and everything like I'll sweep the store like and we start shutting stuff down. The registers down in about, you know, 20 minutes or so. She was like, cool. Right. This dude come in. Want to return some shoes. Right. Uh, I I can't remember if he was past. He wanted his money back. I think he was past the return date. And he was insisting, dude, like that she give him the money back, right? And he never saw me. That was the thing. He just thought it was him and her in the store. And uh, he was yelling at Carla all type of names. You B-I-T-C-H and um, stupid B-I-T-C-H. Like, give me my motherfucking money back. All of this, right? And, dude, I, like, dropped the broom. And I went up there. I said, hey. And he, like, turned around. And I was like, who you talking to? And, like, I'm saying this as I'm walking around the counter, and he just freezes. And I'm like, talk to me like that. Like, say say that to me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was like, she told you no. It's no. So go. Like, you can get out, you know? And he was like, well, she just she just talking to she being mean, and she don't want to give me my money back. I said, I don't care. Like, that's no reason for you to yell, yell at a woman, call a woman out of her name. I was like, none of that. I was like, you can get out. I was like, even if we could do the return, at this point, you've exhausted whatever options that you have so you can leave. Now mm-hmm. you can leave. And he, like, grabbed the bag and shit. And he say, uh, he say, uh, oh, I wish I could meet you outside. I said, oh, yeah? I said, hey, clock me out. I said, take your ass outside. Let's go, right? 
And like I'm walking towards the door and she's like, D, D, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I like open the door and he like walk out. I was like, go on outside. And he walked out and I closed the door and locked it. <laughs> I was so pissed off, man. He had made me so mad, but she was like, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And by the time he got to me, I'm like, nah, it's not worth it. It's really not worth mm-hmm. it. Um, Dude, I've I've I I worked with uh, Lou. Mm-hmm. He worked with me at Puma one mm-hmm. time. Uh, I got into it with this dude because Louis was like trying to clean up the shoes in the back in the clearance area, and this dude like pushed him, his father with his son, mm-hmm. and he was like, "D, go to the back." I'm like he like he just dude just pushed me. I said, "Man, get your ass out! Like get out!" <laughs> and the dude's like, "No, no, no!" I'm like, "Get out!" Like I was following him out the store. He was like, "You need to back up off me." I was like, "No, you just worry about what you're doing and get up out the store." It was crazy, man. Like people are people are nuts, man. People are nuts. You know, I think I think uh, some of the, I think the crazy comes out of people during holidays, especially like Memorial Day weekend. Uh, what's the come? Memorial Day weekend, Labor Day weekend, 4th of July, 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 and Black Friday. Black Friday. Oh, yeah. Black um, Friday get cracking. I hate... Why do people bring returns during those days? Yeah, just because... I don't know, man. I, 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 think, don't, I don't know what people be thinking in general. So, like, just bringing returns on the weekend. So, my first <laughs> my first real experience as, like, you know, I worked, you know, at the, you know Macy's. I worked at, at Seven. But, like, the real retail, you know, at Coach, I remember the first night... I worked a pro- I think I was like an like a month before Black Friday and everything was chill, but people were like, "Yo, Black Friday is a different piece." Black Friday. that was my first Black Friday. Um, I remember I, I was sitting, I was I was outside doing line, and I remember this lady was like, "I can't cut in line. I'm I'm here for a return." Mind you, the lines like all the way to like Express. I'm like, I can't let you do that. There's people in line. They've been waiting for twenty plus minutes. And it's like I just want this return. I'm like, I can't let you do that. It's a safety hazard. It's like. There's a, like you can obviously see the line from mm-hmm. from like the cash wrap, and she's like, no, like I want you to talk. I want to talk to your manager. And I think uh, what's his face was was the manager during the time. Tony mm-hmm. I, and Tony came in. He's like, <laughs> I remember he was like, yeah, I, we can't let you do that. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, why not? And she's like, uh, do you ever receive? She's like, no. And she's like, yeah, we can definitely not let you do that. Um, and she's like, she was like, come back like. Two three days, or like you know, don't don't come and like it was like two in the morning. I'm like, why, why, are, you why are you even here right now? <laughs> like, why? She's probably like, man, I'm trying to get my money back so I go buy something else. That's probably it. Yeah, she probably did not have the money, yeah. and she like, I got this, I can return. Yeah, but like I was just like, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, let me call someone, and yeah. I remember that was like the first time a manager really stood up for me was him just like. Ah, you can't do that. Yeah, no, nah, you stuck, man. Like you stuck. Like I don't, and I think that's too. That's important too, man. Like you gotta have like your managers or your building or your bosses or whoever you are. Like you have to. Your leadership in the building has to stick up for your people, man. Mm-hmm. Especially if you taught them right. Like it, those girls at the cash shop, they'd be like, "No, you can't do that. You can't bring this back." Blah 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 blah. And I'll be like, "Well, what did you say?" I'm like, "Why well, I, I can't?" Like y'all told me can't. And then. Even if I, like, make an exception, I always tell people, what they said was right. Like, you can't do that. I'm making an exception. Or I'll be like, what she said was right. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, but you got to be confident in that. Um, actually, there was this one time, this old white man, and this was at the store. Mm-hmm. Um, he had paid, they, they had paid for the bag. Didn't have the credit card, didn't have a receipt. So, of course, what we do, we look it up. We look up the, the intro date, all of that stuff. Establish that we would give him a merchandise credit. But it was for lowest selling price, of course, right? Because we don't have a proof of what you pay for it. And he was pissed off. The wife was cool. He was pissed off, right? You're robbing us. You're, you're, this is fucking ridiculous. Da, 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 da. Like, all right, bro. Like, you know, be cool. This is the circumstance. This is the situation that you're in. You know what I mean? Technically, I ain't got to give you shit if you want me technical. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I'm, we're doing this because, you know, we're doing it because we're working with you, you know? And he was like, oh, you, you fucking, you, you fucking. And I'm like, what? Like, you know what I mean? He's like, oh, I'm going to call you something. You know what I'm going to call you. <laughs> oh, bro. That's what we all. <laughs> I say, go ahead. Call me what you want to call me. 
<laughs> so call me what you want to call me. Call me what you want to call me. And I told, I said, man, I'm a man before anything. Call me what you want to call me. Yeah. He's like, oh, he was so, he was pissed, but he saw like my whole mood change. You yeah. know what I mean? The whole mood. Like you, you, I might as well have had a black and mouth, the do rag on, this fantasy in my hand or something. <laughs> And he was like, I'm going to call you a crook. That's what I'm going to call you. I'm like, no, nah, you were about to say that. I know what you was about to say. You thought you think you, you, you thought. You had a moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, like, 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 man, let's go. Like, fuck it. It's, it's over with. And I, Oscar, I think I had been there for a few months. Like, yeah. not, even, not even a full year yet. I was like, man. And coming from true religion, like, I got a completely different customer. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I had a completely different customer. Like, I was able to, I'd be in true religion and be like, man, them pants whack. Like, you know what I'm saying? They just huff. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, these jeans smacking or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, okay, bet. Like, you know, where we are now, I got to be. It's a luxury store. Yeah, luxury yeah. store. I'd be more clean cut. Like, you know, I got to present myself a different way. But man, dude, I went right back mm-hmm. to to what it was true because religion. man, I used to tell customers the true religion because they used to get out of hand. I'm like, man, man, who you talking to, man? Like, you need to relax, and then they'll you know straighten up. But man, this dude, he was on edge. And yeah. one of the other managers at the time, she was like, she just pushed me to the side, like, okay, sir, I'm gonna help you. <laughs> I was like, oh, you about to call me the the, the hard er right now, yeah. man? You for real? Over a bag, dude? Like, that you, like, you mm-hmm. did, you didn't do what you were supposed to do with? Crazy, you know, man. you know, uh, one time, uh, you know, for the people that don't know, there, there's this really sweet lady named Wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I was, I picked up a cashier shift one time, and I was working with a, with a reseller, and she was, she was mad because uh, she wasn't getting, like, an extra 5% off, or something like that. And she was going off on me. And wrong stopped what she was doing and talked to her, I think, in Mandarin. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I, look, I think next to me was, like, Amy. I'm like, Amy, what's happening? It's just, like, it's a whole different ballgame at that point. <laughs> they're, they're going at it. I never heard Wrong raise her voice like that. Oh, yeah, Wrong probably, she probably went at her. And yeah. I was just, and it's, it's a it's a reseller that we see often. So it's like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, you know, like yeah, why are you wilding out? Like, yeah. this kid's new. Like, you yeah. know, you know the rules. Yeah. Like, Stuff like that. Like I didn't, and I asked Ron later on, like, "What did you say?" She's like, "Oh, nothing." nothing else. <laughs> I, I think we eventually gave her the five percent. Something happened. And yeah. I missed something, but she, because I might mess up the, the the person wanted more. Yeah. And Ron was like, "No, you you, you know yeah, you you're know you're, you know you're trying to take advantage of this guy being yeah. new, and you know what's happening. You know like the rules and stuff like that." Yeah. Shout out to so, Mama Ron. So even <laughs> so, I I feel like there's like managers, but there's people that have just been there for a long time that you just like. They know what they they know they know the game like yeah. they know yeah. you know some they know when a kid's new they know like mess mess ups happen all the time and and that's like the people you know I look up to the people that you know are also managers but also like non managers you yeah. know like I just a lot of it's a lot of leaders in the building man mm-hmm. and you don't you don't get that everywhere though you mm-hmm. know what I mean that there's people not allowed to like even dabble into being some type of a leader amongst their peers mm-hmm. in different buildings because. People were too worried about stepping on, like, oh, I don't. The managers like you, you can't do that because they feel like somebody's stepping on their toes or something like that, man. Like it's, it's all about finding potential in people, you know, and letting them explore that and mm-hmm. becoming better than what they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's. Have you found a? Have you thought about a best moment? You just gave me like three like bad moments. I I like, I don't know, man. Like those. Those are like the best moments, dude. Honestly, like those are the best moments yeah. to me because those are the ones I just look back and laugh on. Like the mm-hmm. the dude that was gonna call me the M word, man. Like I tell that story all the time, dude. <laughs> all the time because it's just so funny. I'm like, you so petty, like for real. Um, I think one time, um, this person had a fake bag, and we didn't want to tell her she had a fake bag. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think you know what you're talking about. You did want to tell her. She, and I, I think you were work, helping her out. She's like, this bag isn't up to standard quality. And, it's, and it's she's not like, authentic. It wasn't authentic. <laughs> and she looked like she was going to cry, man. Yeah. And I was like, no, I think I was still a seller during the time. Because she wanted to return. She wanted to exchange that for a new one or something like that. Because the, the things were the things were breaking apart and the seeds were backwards. I was just like, bro, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, I've never seen this bag in my life. And I've been working here for almost a year now. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. And I was just like, you see 
you see people from all over the world and and I think one thing I do appreciate about working retail and I, I tell and I feel like anyone that's worked retail always says you have to work retail to understand like it's a it's a it's a, you have your good days and you have your bad days but like the good days will always overshadow the bad days. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because like I talked I talked to this old man one time and he came for it's like loafers and he's like I'm retiring I'm going to Hawaii and these are the last pair of loafers I'm getting before I leave I'm like I've I've been buying coach loafers for years and this is the last one and the dude sounded like he was gonna die the dude sounded like he was like this is it this is my final <laughs> my final stretch but he was like seventy he like his wife was there like buying a pair of like he was telling me it's like I worked for thirty plus years and I'm like, I never been to Hawaii but we're moving there and like, oh I, that's I, love like I don't know it but yeah. like. Like, I don't know you, but, you know, I want to tell you, like, you know, live it up. You're 20 plus years. And, and I'm just like, why does this dude give me life advice? I'm just trying to sell you these loafers. But <laughs> I, I think about it sometimes. I think about, how, like, like that guy's just, like, doesn't know me. Probably been to the store multiple times and gets helped by everybody in, in that store. And, and to, to that day wasn't the day he wanted to give advice. Yeah. And he gave it to me. Yeah. And I was like, I, I was like, whatever. But now I'm thinking about it. It's like. Did you, you like you encounter retail like allows you to encounter a lot of different people, man, mm-hmm. from a lot of different places. And the more you just make conversation with people, the more you realize like oh, there's people with a lot of different experiences, you know. Um, hell, like all of my good friends, my really, really good friends outside of one person and that one person I've known since I was like 10, 11. Other than that, all my friends I've met in retail, mm-hmm. like my my. People that I would have stand up at my wedding, I've met in retail. Mm-hmm. And that just shows you, man, like, and these are different stores. Like, you know what I mean? You just meet good people along the way, you know? And that's, I think that's the cool thing about it. Like, retail is a melting pot of people. Like, I learned in, I, like we talked about earlier, McDonald's isn't retail, but like, I learned most of my Spanish at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Like, and... I carry that. I've carried that for years, like how to communicate with a customer. You know what I mean? And I just picked up more as I went along. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've learned how to sell to a customer, like at Best Buy. Like you know what I mean? I've learned about cell phones. I've learned about TVs. Like it's, it's just you can you can take like some of everything everywhere that you go in retail, and you can apply it to life, mm-hmm. in in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And that's what I tell people all the time. Like I don't. I'm not just trying to like be your boss or nothing like that. Like I want to give you stuff to take in life because I'm I'm not gonna have those those kids that are with me now like forever. Like they big aspirations. Like you got things you want to do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you get you got stuff you want to do. Your, your sister had things that she want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like all all of you guys got things that you want to do, and it's like within this time frame that I have you, I know I'm supposed to teach you something or help you like grow in some type of way you know what i mean so it's that's my job that's how i always look at it in whatever store that i'm in or whatever people i'm i don't even want to say managing but leading like i'm supposed to help you get somewhere for a next step in life or give you a little tidbit that you can take with you to to help you on the next journey you know what i mean because it's only temporary um before we jump into the last segment um what advice do you have for like minority kids going up in the retail like they know they want to do retail and they know they want to be a, a store manager for like a multi-million dollar store like what what advice do you have in the end of the day just be yourself man and that's that's one thing that i appreciate about the brand that i work for they um promote um inclusivity and just being yourself um I, i've never once like sucked up to nobody or like felt like Yes, you have to put on a, like, you have to present yourself in a professional manner when you're dealing with customers or anything. But aside from that, like, and you would think, like, man, D, you don't have visits from the president of the company. And, you know what I'm saying? You, you've hugged the CEO. Like, you know what I mean? Um, I've never not been myself. And I've never felt like I haven't been myself. You know what I mean? Maybe when I first started working there because it was a, a adjustment. Uh, but always be yourself, man. And always stay true to who you are. And never think that you have to change who you are to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're there for a reason. You know what I mean? You got hired for a reason. They saw something in you that you have. Um, a trait, a quality, whatever it may be. Um, that got you on board in the first place. And from there, you just work hard. Let your work ethic show. You know what I mean? Don't be lazy. Be on time. Um, be supportive of the team that you have. 
And just lead by example. That's the biggest thing, man. You lead by example. It gains you so much more respect and credibility um, with the team that you have. And like from the outside, like when people come in, if you're any, in, if you're a leader in any type of building, and you work hard and you lead by example and you have the respect of your team, people from the outside could come in and tell that you have that respect. And because it's written all over people's faces, it's in their attitude, it's how they work. Um, uh, anybody that doesn't have a, uh, think about a, maybe a store manager that you like, man, they didn't get respect from people in their building. Think about how the building ran. You know what I mean? People would do things and be like, oh, I don't, I don't give a fuck about what's going on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a nonchalant attitude. I'm just like, here for the check. Yeah, I'm just here for the check. Like, you know what I'm saying? Do you go to work for just for the check? Mm. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You go to work. You support your teammates. You you hustling and bustling. Like, you do floor sets. You, you hustling and bustling. You don't have to work as hard. You know what I'm saying? As you do. None of them have to work as hard as they do. But they do it because they have the respect of their leaders. And they know, like, man, I'm working to help us all out. You know what I mean? Not only my leaders, but I'm working for the next person. And I think when people walk in with that attitude, or just as a minority in general, like, walk in with that attitude, you want to lead by example. And if you want to, like, you really feel like you got some potential to go somewhere, just work, man. Just work, because the opportunity will come. And sometimes it ain't about being... Sometimes it ain't about being black and white or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm the only... I was the only black... I wasn't the only black manager. Uh, but I'm I'm not... I'm not what you would think coach will hire, like, as a store manager. You walk into, you know, the store and you're like, that's not, that may not be, like, you know, what it is. Like, you know what I mean? Look at me. Like, you see my arms I'm tatted up, you know what I mean? I have a beard. Like, you know, um, I'm a little, I'm probably a little younger than most. Like, you know what I mean? But I just, I'm, I've always let my work, like, just speak for itself. And I've tried my hardest just to lead by example and show people that it don't have to be hard. You know, it don't have to be hard. It mm-hmm. can just be as easy as you make it. It's just up to you. So just be yourself, man. Be yourself and don't worry about what other people think. You just let your work speak for itself and then it'll all work itself out after that. I hope I, someone's I crying right now. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone's just sharing the tears like this, this is what I wanted to hear. Yeah, um, it'll all work out. Yeah, I, yeah I, I love I love this podcast just because I feel like, you know, I, I there's so many wisdom and there's so much millennials that learn and gone through that we can teach ourselves and, and yeah. um you know i i actually thought you were younger but you're actually an early millennial you're like from like the eight like late 80s so mm-hmm. like you're still a millennial but you you gone through the 90s you gone through the early 2000s and, and now we're like about to be in the 2020 we're about to be in the roaring 20s and, yeah. and you have so much experience yet you're not you're not even close to 50 Mm-mm. and yet you lived a life and a half already yeah I've, I've been through a lot man i got a tattoo on my arm that says uh turn your wombs into wisdom so every everything that you go through in life is a learning experience. Mm-hmm. And people sometimes people think like the bad things, quote unquote, that they go through are the things that we worry about the most or that weigh us down the most. Like, But all of that stuff is designed to make you stronger, man. And it's designed to help you grow and to mm-hmm. become that person that you're looking to, to, to be. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, we talk about overcoming adversity. Like you have to go through some adversity to get to where you want to go. You know what I mean? To become stronger, to become to experience some growth as an individual, as a human being. If you don't experience any adversity, like, this this shit isn't, uh, uh, life isn't an a, a easy ride, you know what I mean? Like, you got to see some hardships for you to gain some knowledge and some things, you know? Um, one thing that inspired me to um, be do this episode, and especially with you, is that um, there's this dumb thing on Twitter I read. It was, like, scientists... We're trying to grow trees in the perfect environment, and they they kept falling, and they, they didn't know why until they realized that trees that are outside the heavy winds help them, you know, stay stronger. And that's just like to me. I mean, that was it. But like to me, it was like that adversity, that like that people pushing you, you know, life pushing you, eventually make you stronger and 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 more firm and who you are yeah and i think yeah. that everyone should know that it's like you're going you might be going to a tough time really tough times and but then day like you're gonna learn and, and you might not be in that situation a year from now and when you have kids you're, you're not you're gonna make sure they're definitely they're not, not going to go through that yeah, yeah. like it's um, like like your body is built to handle whatever man mm-hmm. it's your your mind that's that the thing can play you all the time you know what i mean when when it's like oh 
I mean, you're talking to somebody that, like, was sleeping in their car at one point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in my early, like, 20s when I was irresponsible and, like, things started, like, getting out of control. Like, you know what I mean? I, I wasn't using drugs on other people. It wasn't like that. But, like, life life started happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you make, you make bad decisions. You make poor decisions and relationships and all of that stuff. And it's like, dude, like, I could have folded. I could have folded. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I, I could have folded. And it was a time where, you know... You think about all the problems that you have and people start to think like, man, I'd rather not be here than to deal with this shit. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, man, you just you get up, you dust yourself off and tomorrow's another day and you just got to keep living through it. You can get through anything, man. It's just all about your mentality. Your mental can change. Your way of thinking can change everything, everything. If you if you get stuck in the the problem and not the solution, dude, like you'll get you'll suck yourself like you'll get sunken into whatever that thing is. But if you can start to think of how can I get out of this thing, like, okay, I'm in it and it's bad and the shit might get a little worse, but what am I going to do to turn this around? Like, mm-hmm. how can I get out of this thing? Start to think solutions more than problems. Like, you'll be able to beat anything. And every, this world, there's so many options to get out of different things. And like, you just got to be able to think with a clear head. And once you do that, man, you'll you'll be like, damn, like. I came from that. I didn't even think I would be able to get out of that situation, but I did, you know? And to somebody else, that's probably the main thing that's holding them back right now in life. Mm-hmm. But you have that tool already because you've gained that knowledge. But without you going through that, you would have never been able to, like, flourish, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think that was a great way to end that segment. I think mm-hmm. um, some words that people can pick at and, and uh, hopefully people rewind and, and listen to that part again because that there's a lot that you said that i right now just listening right now probably didn't catch it but when i go back to edit i'm like wow he really said that shit yeah. <laughs> um when we went to the last segment um fatherhood as a millennial now i'm not a dad i hope i'm not a dad somewhere but i know i love I've, i said uh, i hope i'm not a dad somewhere <laughs> I hope that I, one of my friends has that problem. I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe two of them. But I have a lot of good friends right now who just became dads, have dads, are dads who are sending their kids to kindergarten. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's crazy because when, by the time I have kids, their kids will be like in the fifth grade or something like that. And, and it just makes me wonder that I feel like there's not a lot that we, we're barely getting to that part where we're seeing a lot of fathers being back in, in their kids' lives. And I, and I, and I really like that. And I really enjoy that. And like, and, my friends are so involved in their, in their in their lives that I never get to see them. But that's okay. Yeah, to me, that's, that's okay. Good. Like, that's good. Like yeah. I'm like, yo, do what you gotta do. I'll see you next Friday. Mm-hmm. Right? I'll see you next Thursday or whatever. Like, I'll we'll play fucking Fortnite when mm-hmm. we can. Um, how's it like raising a Gen Z? Like, and your daughter's like what? Like 13, 14? No, my daughter's eleven. Oh. But but she she still yeah, yeah she so, probably acts like she's thirteen fourteen. So like uh, you, you have to keep up with the trends, right? You have to like yeah. Um. So my it's it's kind. Of, I'm in a unique situation because my daughter stays in Houston. Um. Mm. So she comes to visit every summer. Um. And so the older my daughter has gotten, the more she's become like my daughter. She's my daughter's gotten straight A's since she's been in school. Okay. Um, so now she's going to sixth grade. She actually came this summer a little later because she took a couple of tests to like try to go skip sixth grade and go to seventh grade so mm-hmm. um what happened was that she's actually going to take some seventh grade classes and then just be in sixth grade but the other like the classes like math and i think something else she goes to she'll go to the seventh grade classes um first and foremost for for young fathers out there because i had my daughter when i was 22 mm-hmm. okay um kids are a blessing man and and coming from somebody that don't see their daughter like i see my son my son is one and a half i see my son all the time um because he's 15 minutes away from me um my daughter though like because she only comes in the summer man time is precious with your kids all right and never take that for granted as a young father like i get it like man you want to go out and party you want to go you know take your shots you know what i'm saying and if you're not with your 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 kid's mom, like, you want to go out and you want to mingle, whatever it may be. Um, but your kids, like, they didn't ask to be here. Yeah. They didn't. And you brought them here. So take care of your responsibility, all right? That's that's one thing I can say, like, as a young father. Like, when, when I had my daughter and it, it, was a, it was a conversation about whether or not she was going to be here. 
and I pushed to have my daughter and um her mom was like, "Okay, let's do it because she had already had two kids. She had dealt with like the 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 baby father that was just non-existent, you know, pretty much. Um so she didn't want to go through that again, but I told her about my 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 one promise to her was if if things don't work out between us, I promise you I will always be the father that I'm supposed to be. And I've kept my word. Um, and she tells me every Father's Day, every Father's Day, you kept your promise, you kept your promise. And I'll forever keep my promise. Uh, so always... Talk about Father's Day. Do you, do you feel some type of way when, like, on social media that they take credit away from fathers? Yeah, I do. I, I know that, like, <laughs> I, do. I even feel some type of way and I'm not a dad yet. Yeah, you know? I do. I, first of all, fathers get played on Father's Day. Hey, I don't care what you say. I don't care what nobody <laughs> say. Yeah, when, like we fathers get played on Father's Day. When when your mom, you know what I'm saying, your it's your Mother's Day. Everybody like, I don't give my mom something. Yeah, that. like let's go to brunch. We're going to get you purses and bags. And you think of Father's Day, the day of Father's Day, you're like, oh shit, I gotta visit my pops up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, I know I played my father, God rest his soul. I played my dad like on Father's Day when I was a shorty, you know what I'm saying? It was yeah. like, oh man, but my mom, I was all about my mom. Like it's just something oh, about it's a week now. Yeah, like day. yeah, we, we get played like any given time, man. Um, listen, I get it. I understand like there's dads that are absent and like are deadbeat fathers. I understand that completely. Mm-hmm. Um But mom's like, don't don't discredit you taking credit as the father like discredits the dads that are doing what they're supposed to be doing you know what i'm saying so you know leave mother's day is mother's day like and if it's father's day and the dude's not there like man just let it be like you know what i'm saying like hey it is what it is like i'm sorry but you know don't discredit that to say like oh i'm the father that discredits the dads that are doing what they're supposed to do you know what i mean near or far so y'all just think about that man i i get it like Y'all letting that one person define everything for a whole day for mm-hmm. other fathers, you know? Um, but back to my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she is 11, like, things are changing, you know? Things are changing. Nice. And my daughter was quiet and uh, very, like, uh, she's quiet now, but she's she's got a she's got an opinion. And uh, she'll, let you, she'll let you hear it. Mm-hmm. She'll let you know. Uh, so that's different. That's really different. Um, I think my biggest struggle right now is, especially this past summer, dude, like my daughter's older. So like, I'm trying not to treat her like a kid, you know, um, she's not going to sit in the house and like throw the ball or be in a pit of balls. Like if I buy like a little ball pit for my son, like, and roll around with that or wrestle like that. Yeah. Yeah, Like my, my daughter doesn't want to do that. You know, she want to be on the phone. She want to be on the iPad. She want to pay her switch or whatever. Um, if we go somewhere, it's not like we going to uh, gonna go ride the merry go round at Fox Valley or something, or like you know, she let's go to Six Flags, let's go to the mall, let's go shopping. You know what I'm saying? So that's a little different, man. It's it's a it's a little different because I'm like, damn, like what do I do with you? Like I don't know what to do with you. Um, and I think also too, man, I, I have to get. She's gonna be a teenager soon, and I got to get my mind right because boys will start coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and there probably will become a time when she's like, dad, I only want to come for a couple weeks. Cause I want to, I want to kick it with my friends, you know? And, and that's the part that's kind of like, uh, you know what I mean? Like I've had my daughter, um, been out of station. She was two years old. So that's like, you know, for the last nine years or so, like she's been, she comes back and forth over the summer and you know, I'm used to that now, but it's like, man, I, I have to try to adjust because my daughter's not going to come kick it with my old ass. Like, she don't have friends here. You know what I'm saying? All her friends are back home. Um, I don't know, man. As a, as a dad, it's just it's, it's just important for me to, like, make sure I have a voice. Thank God she has a um, a stepdad at home uh, because her mom married. So she has a stepdad at home is who has a good influence over her. And her mom's doing a hell of a job, like, raising her and her brothers and sisters. Um, so I, I'm very thankful for that because I can't, I can't be present because of, you know, distance. Um, all I can do is call and talk to her as much as I can. But I think with kids that age and just that generation, man, I think that they have to feel comfortable with talking to their parents because I don't think a lot of kids are these days. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they get mixed up in shit. That's why you get Facebook pages with brawls and all that shit because you feel like you can't communicate with your parents. So you need an outlet and you got to find some other shit to do to make you feel better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. About the things that you probably don't feel good about. Mm-hmm. Um one thing yeah. that I have a conversation with Danelle now, 
we've been in a relationship for almost two years and and eventually when we do have kids it's gonna be a a mexican black kid mm-hmm. you know right coming up in, in the mm-hmm. world where both one, my kids um so yeah like, <laughs> let's talk about that like so in one part they're, sh- they're scared because they're, they're seeing their people being like deported and caged, and the other people are they're getting gunned down in the streets like how do you how do you navigate that like how do you how do you tell your kids like hey this is the world or hey this is not the world like how do you like you're, you're basically teaching a generation to be woke at five yeah yeah um i think it's important like for your kid to understand who they are at a young age mm-hmm. you know what i mean and be comfortable with themselves uh, because sometimes the things that happen in the world can easily influence kids um and they can easily be influenced and swayed to different opinions about things you know what i mean i think it's important for them to know that they're individuals and i think it's important to teach them that they stand up for what they believe in and not you know necessarily what somebody else believes in um and it's important for them to have a voice and like i said communication i think is key um but man that's that's a that's a tough question. It, it really is because it's, it's so much going on in the world and you see both sides of it, like from a, my both sides of the minority standpoint. Mm-hmm. So whether it be, you know, everything that's going on with just uh, people being deported and things like that. And then you got, you know, cops gunning down, like, you, you know, young black men. Like, I, I even think about my son, like, growing up, like, what hopefully the world changes, you know, by the time by the older, times yeah. he's older, you know what I mean? And. Hopefully it changes when my daughter's older. Um, she gets to see more things like that. She asks like different questions. Like you ask her about Trump, she can't stand him. She thinks mm-hmm. he's mean. Like you know what I mean. Um, but I just think like a lot of people like don't believe in like I won't say don't believe, but it's very important for you to have your kids in the right environment. I think, um, and for them to grow up in the right environment and to see like a different side of things that's being portrayed on TV. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, because sometimes the kids can get caught up in... You You have... Uh, my friend, for instance, he would always be like, man, my mom would always take us downtown and like, you know, we, we were city kids, but she would take us downtown so that we can see like the good side of life, quote unquote. Um, and it's important for people to like find somewhere to raise your kids that's, that, that they're going to be in a good environment. You know what I mean? They don't necessarily have to be around all the shooting and stuff and this from a, a a black male standpoint they don't have to be like raised in the hood or nothing like that you got to start to think about what's best for my kids and what good situations that i want to put them in um and don't make them naive either like they're gonna encounter some of that shit you know what i'm saying you're gonna encounter some type of racism because there's ignorant people out there uh, but you have to teach them to not respond to ignorant people and to it's okay to be an individual you know what I mean? And that's from all aspects. That could be somebody that's growing up and, you know, having different feelings and like the same sex. You know what I mean? And that's okay, too. Like, if that's if that's how you feel and that's the individuality that you want to live, like, then nobody should be able to take that away from you, mm-hmm. you know? So. I think, um, I think that's one thing that, you know, the other day Danielle was talking to me about our demographic and I was mo- mostly male. And I was like, let me, how can I teach I feel like it's hard for a guy to give a guy advice. I feel like how how can I, what can I teach them that they 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 refuse to listen to? Mm-hmm. I think one thing is fatherhood, and I think uh, fatherhood. You know, I, I had my dad throughout like uh, all my growing up, and um, my mom and dad split, and but he's ha- he's having his life, and 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 my mom's doing her own thing. And but one thing I do appreciate is that I had a dad throughout mm-hmm. growing up, and 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 I appreciate that. Man, one thing when I have kids is that I'm going to teach them the way my dad taught me, but I also learned the way my dad grew up as a man, you know, his errors, like, I don't want to commit the same errors. Yeah. So, like, that's, yeah. you know, when you, when you talked about it in retail, like, you lead by example. It's like, you really are leading by example because that one kid is going is, to, is, is a mirror. Yeah. He's, he's going to observe everything and, and spit it back out. Just, yeah. And you're going to be like, yeah, that's, that's, that's me and that's what he observed from me. So... I I mean this conversation can be fucking a whole season. Yeah, it really can be. But um, I you know last thing you know what last advice what what came to to the to the guys that you know changing diapers taking their kids to school like you know 
everything I do is is for my kids, man. Mm-hmm. Everything. Like I I I I think about them and I put them first and at the end of the day, man, your responsibility as a parent is to do what's best for your kids. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's your responsibility. So one could say like, man, how could you let like somebody take your daughter out of state when she was two years old? I can't raise a woman. She that girl needs her mom. You know what I mean? And that's what's best for her. You know what I'm saying? Um, you think about like I just said that she would probably start to think about like, man, like I can know I'll go see my dad for two weeks over the summer because I want to be with my friends. That's what's best for her, you know. Um, so you always put your your kids first and and what's best for them first and just try to make them better than you. That's mm-hmm. it. And uh, we were talking last night when we were filming our podcast and uh, we said, uh, what do we want like out of life, like just in general? And, you know, a few of us said the different things. And I, my one thing that I said, I said, I just want my kids to grow up and say that was my dad. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I want to live like that type of life that they can be proud of and that they can mirror like you just said, because that that's what they're going to do. They're going to look to me as an example. They're going to look to me as a protector. They're going to look to me for comfort. They're going to look to me for um, approval. They're going to look to me for a lot of different things, but I just have to have them in mind. And if you just have your kids in mind, man, and their best interest at hand, everything else that you do will fall into place as, as the good thing, you know? So dads, spend the time. Don't take it for granted because kids are, are definitely a blessing, man. And just, just make sure that you do everything that you can to to make them feel comfortable in a in a very lonely world sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, Darren. Um, this is part of the episode where I'm just going to give you the mic, metaphorically. <laughs> and you can plug what anything you want. Plug in your, your social media, plug in the podcast, plug in where, where they can see your shows. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't really care nothing about my social media, man. That's, I usually use my social media for my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were talking about Instagram yesterday, and I was like, my Instagram is full of my children. Like that's <laughs> what's, that's really what I use it for, and maybe to make myself feel good after I get a haircut and take a selfie every now and then. Um, but other than that, man, you guys can definitely go follow Be Positive um, Facebook page. Um, and then you can also go to uh, Instagram and follow B underscore positive. And that's B positive Instagram page. Um, and then you can also subscribe to B positive podcast on Apple Podcasts, we on Spotify. Uh, what is it? Radio Republic. Um, Anchor. Yeah. Anchor. All of that. Yeah. So we're, we own every major platform when it comes to podcasting um, and just be looking out for there. You can subscribe on YouTube to be positive on YouTube. Um, also go to YouTube and to Facebook and look up open mic turnpike. That's my boy, Billy boys, um, show, uh, hell of a show. Um, a a lot of guests on there. Um, if you want to keep up with like faces of Chicago comedy, they got some good stories on there, man. It's, and he's good people. So please go and subscribe to that. If you get a chance. Um, other than that, man, I really don't have any shows coming up. I got something in the works that me and one of my boys are planning. We're going to try to, throw our own show but mm. we're gonna see how that how it's gonna work so we'll see um but we 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 tossing around a couple of ideas um but other than that y'all kind of missed the summer rush of uh shows and things like that but i'll keep keep you abreast and hopefully we get you out so you can come see something mm. maybe i can make you and your girl chuckle a little bit <laughs> <laughs> uh and like always tkill pod uh social media instagram twitter facebook uh, go follow us on all Spotify, Apple Music. Give us, go rate this episode. Hey, rate the episode. Support the Quarter Life Podcast, man. This is a good thing that you got going on. Oh, yeah, for I'm, sure, I'm man. Trying. Keep it um, going. This is dope. Yeah, uh, this is episode four, and thank you for listening. Um, I'll come back to you next week with, I think I'm going to interview a rapper. I think. Hey, but. let's go. <laughs> thank you, guys. <laughs> Bye.